That is the sound of the bell. Round number nine, fight number eight, Pacific Coast Boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. Ranchos al hígado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz back here with Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, man. How's it going? Doing good, Rick. Back here after a four-week layoff. Uh, definitely want to reach out to everybody out there and apologize. Uh, we do get hit up asking where we're at. We're still here. We didn't uh, We didn't completely dismiss the podcast. Um, as you know, Rick, uh, my dad passed away last Thursday. Um, he was at home uh, in hospice care in L.A., so I was going back and forth over the last four weeks. Um, he's definitely in a better place, Rick. Definitely want to um, call out my brother and my sister, who really did the heavy lifting, helping to take care of him day and night, um, giving him the dignity and the care that he's earned. Um, I again, I was going back there, as you know, you know, every every other day, trying to sleep over and trying to help out. But yeah, to all the boxing fans out there uh, that listen to us, that that depend on us, you know, for news mm-hmm. and information, we do have a core group of listeners. Um, I apologize, you know, but obviously, I think it's understood. Had to take care of business, Rick. No, yeah, definitely. You know, condolences go out, you know, and, uh, yeah. you know, it, uh, you know, life happens. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, 89 years old. So, you know, this mm-hmm. this show is, is dedicated to my dad. Um, for those of you that have been listening to this podcast, I think you know that, you know, boxing, I'm here because of him um, and his passion for boxing, right? Um, he introduced me to boxing. Um, he came to L.A. or he came to the States here in the early 60s, um, and he was a big boxing fan, right? I told you uh, he would take us to the fights at the, uh, you name it, right, the Olympic Auditorium, the Sports Arena, and the Forum. Those were like the three big main venues, right? Um, I was probably about five or six when he would take me to the Olympic Auditorium, and we would, you know, hear fighters, the Ruben Oliveras, Bobby Chacon, and then, you know, all the way up to the fabulous, to the to the forum, watching fights there. Um, also, um, used to take us to the wrestling matches, Rick, at the, yeah. uh, at, the um, at the Olympic, right? That's where, you know, I became a fan. That's where Roddy, Roddy Piper was there, the original Guerreros, mm-hmm. right? Um, we, we even went to go watch the, uh, the Thunderbirds, the T-Birds. I don't know if you remember Roller Derby. Yeah, I remember seeing a uh, little bit on TV. But yeah, 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 yeah. Ralphie Valineris, yeah. that probably that name probably doesn't make you know mean anything to you, but he was their um, referee that my brother remembered. His name was Reshus Dugan. Mm-hmm. You probably don't remember him, but if you'd Google him, you'd see that Reshus Dugan was a famous uh, or a, you know pretty known referee back in the days. The original Jimmy Lennon, right, would be there. So yeah, that was all attributed to my dad, man. He's the one that you know essentially introduced me to boxing. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'll be calling out several things that I remember about my dad throughout the show. So just, you know, everybody out there, humor me at least just for this week, right? Um, taking us to the sports arena, Rick, to go watch um, the first Arguello prior fight, right? Um, hosting all the fights, Rick. It seemed to me like all the big fights, right? Mm-hmm. That was like on, on TV was the big deal. Yeah. Remember that back then? Um, they were always at my house, right? Mm-hmm. Seemingly my, my uncles were always there passing around the hat with the numbers, but our house, and this is everybody, right? The neighbors would come watch the fights at our house. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not overstating it. Like we're here, this podcast for me anyways, and my passion for boxing a hundred percent because of my dad. Yeah, no, you know, back then, you know, they, they, boxing was, it was events. So, you know, yeah. it bring, you know, family would come over, you know, friends and everybody would come over. No, man. And that's how yeah. it was. Yeah, that's how it was. And there he was. So it's interesting, you know, um, but yeah. And, and again, just, you know, outside of, outside of sports and boxing, you know, um, uh, he was 89. It was a blessing, right? Mm-hmm. I think you're very blessed if you have a dad, first of all. And I, and I mean by a dad, I mean somebody who actually plays the role of a father, right? Not just, um, you know, biological father. I mean, he was the true definition of a father in every way. And so if you have one, um, you're very blessed. Um, I will say, you know, take the phone calls when they call, you know, visit them as much as you can. Right. You know, you don't want to look back and regret some of the things that you could have done different or done better. 
and you know, give them a hug, man. Give them a hug and tell them you love yeah. them and tell them you appreciate that. I was very blessed to have the opportunity because we kind of saw his decline, right, over the last year or so. So I had a lot of private moments with him, you know, and just making sure that he knew and he understood how appreciative I was, right? Mm -hmm. But all the opportunities, right? This guy came from Mexico, you know, had essentially a degree in finance, but they wouldn't give him a job in finance. He had to start off as a butcher mm -hmm. um, working at, the re at a restaurant, Rick, and then worked his way up to a purchasing agent at the uh, prestigious Wilshire Country Club in L.A., right? So, um, you know, it, it's uh, definitely... Um, very appreciative yeah. of having a father like that. And again, man, he was the guy that, you know, everything you see around here, Rick, all the posters and mm -hmm. all the experiences, it was 100% because of his passion. And he loved boxing, man. Yeah. Loved, absolutely loved boxing. So, in fact, um, when we get to it, the fight in round nine is going to be one of the one of his favorite fighters. In fact, yeah. it was his, his, uh, his favorite fighter, period. Yeah. A couple of them that we're going to call out. So, yeah, Rick, so... A lot has happened since we've lost, you know, last podcasted, mm -hmm. right, about four or five weeks ago. Um, we've had some amazing fights yeah. that I know we're going to get to, right? The uh, I was able to watch the Laura Wood fight. Mm -hmm. That fight was amazing. Yeah. We'll talk about that. The stoppage I thought was questionable. Mm -hmm. That same night, uh, Louis Neary, El Pantera, against Azad Havzanian. That was yeah. a heck of a fight. We had some fights that happened over the weekend. Mm -hmm. We had the Woodley, um, not no, Woodley, Jake sorry, Jake Paul. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and Fury fight that mm -hmm. happened. So there's been a lot going on, man. Yeah. No, no, we'll break down a lot of it. And, uh, you know, it it is shaping up to be a, a pretty good year of boxing, you know, by just yeah. the fights getting made. I got to tell you, man, I know. I mean, believe yeah, we yeah. got to get caught up on so much stuff. So today, as far as, um, you know, round nine is going to go, it's going to kind of be a catch-up. So give us an opportunity. We're still going to go through a lot of the big fights that mm -hmm. happen. We're going to give you our take on what we thought, what what happens next, right? Um, because it's been a hell of a couple of months. Yeah. A hell of a couple of months. Um, yes, it looks like the, you know, Gervonta Davis Ryan Garcia fight yeah. is finally inked, right? Finally, you know, we've been talking about that for, for months. Right. So we got that to talk about. Won't break that down completely, but yeah. at least I know, you know, we'll be able to talk that it looks like it's a reality. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. Got some big fights happening at the end of this month. Yeah. Ben Benavides and Caleb Plant, right? Mm -hmm. All that that's been going on. Um, you finally went, you went to go see Creed 3. Yep, yep. You know, How was that, Rick? It, it was great. You know, I, I liked the movie. Yeah. It was uh, Michael B. Jordan's, you know, directorial yeah. debut. Yeah. Um, I thought the uh, movie was really, you know, well made. Yeah. Um, Love that the fight was at uh, Dodger Stadium. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know that, Rick, so yeah. don't don't start any spoiler yeah, no, no, alerts no, no, no. for people. Yeah. You know, I just that's how the movie was. Yeah. No. Um, kidding aside, love it. You brought mm -hmm. to the studio the uh, collector's edition popcorn uh -huh. that they Bucket. that they gave out there. Mm -hmm. That thing is badass. Yeah. That thing's going in the studio. Studio, by the way, Rick, standing eight count studios here in Murrieta, California. It's being renovated. Uh -huh. Okay, so I apologize. I know this looks like a little bit of a mess. We'll give it about two to three weeks and it's gonna be completely updated. Mm -hmm. Glass cases for the gloves, the fork, you know, everything's going to be done up. So apologize, and we're going to have some guests that are going to come in here, and we'll be able to check it out. So we're going to cover the fights, uh, first segment that happened since we've been out, right? We're going to cover yeah. that, cover the fights that are coming up this weekend, some some decent fights coming up this weekend, um, and then get caught up on all the boxing news, Rick. Mm -hmm. So we got to highlight just kind of the stuff that's been going on, what's been on our minds, right? Um Got our guy Louis Lopez in action this Friday, man. Yeah, you know um, you're going to be there. Um, I'm going to be know, there. Fortunately, you know I'm going to yes. have to miss it. But uh, yep, yep. You know it, it's always an ex an exciting fight when uh, Louis Lopez is in there. I'm telling you, and he and he's got uh, I think it's Angel Beltran. This mm -hmm. is going to be a tough fight, yeah. and um and that's going to be kind of an emotional night as well because you got um Ken <clears throat> is it Ken Thompson, uh -huh. the uh, promoter that passed away as well. Yeah. Right, so I know they're going to do a tribute before the fight. Definitely want to thank Mario Serrano, our contact there. Um, definitely appreciate that. So yeah, it's um, a lot going on, Rick. But we are in round nine, mm -hmm. and we always talk about a fight that resonates for us in round nine. I said earlier, you know, this show is 100% a tribute to my dad, one of my dad's favorite fighters, Rick. And this guy is actually considered the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Rick. It's not Julio Cesar Chavez, <laughs> right? It's uh, Ruben Oliveras, right? El Puas. 
And this fight took place in 1973. It was his first fight against Bobby Chacon. And it was uh, ended in round nine at the Forum in Inglewood, Rick. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, well, this is, you know, kind of before my time. But, uh, you know, definitely um, looks like an exciting fight. Um, Knocked him out in the uh, ninth round. Yep. And uh, it was for the NABF featherweight title. Yeah, he ended up even back then the NABF wasn't considered like the like the major title. He mm-hmm. ended up winning, you know, uh, Ruben Oliveras. I mean, the the featherweight champion after that. Yeah. But Ruben Oliveras' best days were at uh, were at bantamweight at 118 pounds. That's kind of where he that's where he dominated, Rick. Now people say like, well, geez, why is he you know considered the Mex- the greatest Mexican fighter of all time? Rick, at one point he had a record of 61 and 0. Yeah. Okay, with 58 knockouts. Okay, need I say more? Like a lot of fighters, right? He hung on too late, especially in those days, right? They needed the money. His his final record, he finished at 89-13 and 3. Okay, so let me throw this number at you, Rick. You being the stat guy. Of his 105 fights, okay, all of them ended in knockouts with the exception of 17. Okay. Now, yeah. when I say that, that means he either knocked his opponent out or he got knocked out. Mm-hmm. So out of 105 fights, only 17 went the distance. Yeah. So you know, had to be an exciting you know fighter. Um, you know, and knockouts. I don't know the percentage, but you know, there was at least 88 knockouts in those fights. Yeah. Well, Rick, here's the thing, man. Is this is a guy that had you know when I when I open up the, you know the show, I always talk about Rancho's Aligo. Uh, yeah. This guy probably had. The most vicious left hook of any Mexican fighter ever. I think Bert Sugar said he had he had a left hook from hell. Okay, um, he he's pretty much the guy that that started that. The reason why a lot of people think he's the greatest Mexican fighter it's that Rick at that time that division was just loaded. Mm-hmm. Okay, absolutely loaded with the fighters, and most of people won't know these guys. But you're talking about you know Salvatore Bur- Baroni, Octavio Gomez, Joe Metal. Chucho Castillo, who was a big fighter, he beat him twice. Uh, Kid Pasculito, uh, uh, Jesus Pimental, he won the the, um, the Bantamweight titles from Lionel Rose. He actually lost to uh, Alexis Arguello, Rick. Yeah. Um, but again, but that was at 126, right? Arguello was what all of 5'10, right? Who of course moved all the way up to 140. Um, and you know, Ruben Oliveras was really at 108. They fight at 118. It's a yeah. it's a completely different story. But that's the thing. In those days, and in those days, they fought. If you want to look at yeah. boxing, rec, look how many times he was fighting, right? Every single year, five. Well, yeah, he's four or five times a year. Right. Know, six times a year. Exactly. Yeah. Unheard exactly. of now. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> and and again, and and quality opponents. So mm-hmm. to me, to me, there's no doubt about it that this yeah. guy was the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. And what, the other reason why he's the greatest Mexican fighter of all time, Rick, is because he was my dad's favorite fighter. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> right? <laughs> and he happened to beat schoolboy Bobby Chacon. They fought three times, by the way. Yeah. Chacon actually won the last time, uh, their last fight. But, you know, this was an older uh, Ruben Oliveras. But El Puas, Rick, again, in, uh, in honor and memory of my dad, mm-hmm. who absolutely loved both of those guys. There you go, Rick. There's yeah. round nine. No, great round nine. At the forum, by the way, Rick, where we saw a lot of great fights. All right, Rick, um, let's come back. Let's get caught up on all the fights that took place again since we've been out. Let's get everybody caught up. Um, Pacific Coast Boxing, we'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado are back on what I'm considering a tribute show to my dad, Gerardo uh, Ruiz, Gerardo Gutierrez Ruiz. Here's another little fact about my dad, Rick. Um, His grandfather was the president of Mexico. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So his name was Ulialio Gutierrez. So that was his grandfather on his mom's side. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's why I used to have it in here, and I've got to bring the poster back. Um, I think we showed Mikey Garcia when Garcia was in here, yeah. right? But yeah, so basically that was my great grandfather. So my great grandfather was the was the president of Mexico, and that's through uh, through my dad's side. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there's pictures of him with Emiliano Zapata and Pancho Villa. Yeah. It was during the revolution, right? When you know a lot of leaders were were changing. Um, it was pretty rapid, right? It was like yeah. a revolving door. Nevertheless, Rick, 
he was the he was officially on the record as the president of Mexico. Oh wow! Yeah, and he, yeah, yeah. So there you go, Rick. There Impressive. you go. Yep. All right, Rick. Um, let's get caught up on some of the fights that took place. All right. So we'll start with the uh, Mauricio Lara. This is probably the most one of the most exciting ones while we've been out. But Mauricio Lara with his knockout victory over Lee Wood. Yep. And um, this one was stopped by the corner, correct? Yeah, it was yeah. stopped by the corner, Rick. I couldn't wait to see this fight, mm-hmm. right? Uh, first of all, respect to Lee Wood, who didn't have to take this fight with yeah. Mauricio Lara. Everybody knows, just in case, if you don't know who Mauricio Lara is, he's the guy that absolutely thrashed Josh Warrington, right? Mm-hmm. On, you know, what was supposed to be like a tune-up fight for Warrington coming out of COVID, right? Wrong opponent to choose, right? Yeah. They fight again. They have the clash of heads. Of course, everybody ac- accuses Warrington of being a dirty fighter, right? Uh, so life moves on, right? Um, Josh Warrington, of course, gets a title opportunity against Kiko Martinez, yeah. right? And Mauricio Lara, you know, wins a couple more fights, and he's just kind of left, right, to his own devices. Yeah. Well, along comes Lee Wood, who, of course, has a devastating knockout against, oh, gosh, Rick, I was on a roll. You know what I'm talking about. Um, Irish guy. Uh, Michael Conlon. Michael Conlon, right, in fight of the year, right? How could I forget him? Mm-hmm. And so here we go. Yeah. So Lee Wood says, no, I want to fight the boogeyman, right, yeah. of the of the 126-pound division, right? And it delivered. Yeah. It absolutely delivered. I thought that Lee Wood, by the way, was fighting, uh, I don't want to say master class, Rick, but mm-hmm. he was fighting a very masterful fight. Yeah. Um, Laura wins round two hurting him with digging into the body. And I yeah. thought, that's it. He's going to start to, you know, kind of take over. And then Lee Wood starts to outbox him. Yeah. But lo and behold, right, a la Ruben Olivares lands a devastating left hook. I'm going to say this, Rick, and, I, you know, Lee Wood kind of said it afterwards, no way the corner should have stopped that fight. Yeah, no, I, I think, um, you know, there was there's still more fight, you know, to be had. You know, it makes for, you know, who knows if he were able to come back. Yeah. Um, but, uh Probably should have gotten that chance. Uh, yeah. Part of it is, you know, I think there's there is a rematch clause. Yeah. In which Lee Wood, you know, can yeah. you know trigger, but um, I was I was reading today that uh, his people don't want him to do that right away. Yeah. I don't blame him. Yeah. Would you? No. Because here's the thing, right? I mean, and because honestly, and if I'm Lara, I don't I don't fight that in the UK again. Mm-hmm. You know, let's do that out here. Yeah. Let's do that in Southern California or somewhere where there's you know a lot more um, Lara fans, but. You know, the thing is, right, and I was watching that fight at, um, you know, in my mom's house there in L.A., got the TV set up in the backyard, kind of like the old days, you know, with my dad there hosting the fights. And I told my brother, all it takes is one left hook, Rick, and you can ask my brother. I said, just watch one left hook, and this guy's going to be in trouble. I thought it was going to be to the body. It wasn't, right? It was to the house. It put him down. But I got to tell you, Lee would deserve the opportunity, Mm -hmm. Rick. And I'm not talking about go out on your shield. He didn't need a shield yet. Yeah. Like, he could have still returned fire. It was unfortunate. Yeah. But it happened. I think they just, you know, they're saving him for another day, you know, yeah. trying to get to an, another rematch. and It's a bad uh, stoppage, yeah. Rick. Everything, you think about that, man. I'm thinking, you know, Lee Wood waking up at 4 in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Giving up all his family, the discipline, the perseverance, Rick. All that. Yeah. You let him finish the fight, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bad, no, no, bad definitely. call. Yeah, uh, did you happen to see uh, Mauricio Lara spitting on Josh Warrington after the fight? No, no did he really? Yeah. I didn't so see he that. Spit on him. Uh, no and kidding. No apologies. You know, no they came kidding. to him weeks later. Yeah. You know, hey, are you sorry for spitting yeah. on him? No, he's not. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, you accuse him of being a dirty fighter. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, we got to talk about this one, uh, Jake Paul. Yeah. Um, yeah. With his uh, decision loss to uh, Tommy Fury. Yeah. You know, I'm. Uh, I've told you, right? I've said it before. Um, I've complete 180 on Jake Paul, right? Mm-hmm. Have a lot of respect for what he's done, not only as an individual, a competitor, but also what he's done for boxing, right? Yeah. Say what you want, man, but he's put it on the front page. When he fights, it's on ESPN as yeah. far as the website and everything else, right? L- Laura and um, Wood, who even knew about it? Yeah. Nobody did. He also takes care of fighters that are on the undercard, and he's done an amazing job of promoting Amanda Serrano, yeah. right? So nothing but good things to say about him. Unfortunately, Rick, right, he gets beat by, I don't even want to say a middle-of-the-road, you know, 
mm-hmm. you know, contender. I mean, what is Tommy Fury? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, it, the interesting part is before this fight, yeah. you know, the, um, I don't know if this is WBC. Um, yeah. I don't want to say which organization it was. The, it was the WBC about ranking him? About, yeah, they yeah. were thinking about ranking him. Right, right. I, it had to be the WBC because there was a belt. Yeah, it was the WBC. At the fight. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they were talking about ranking him, and, and now that, you know, after the fight, they're saying, you know, they're going to rank Tommy Fury. Yeah. So, you yeah. know. And, it, and, and how can you? Where were they fighting now? Is that a light heavyweight? I think it was between light heavyweight and uh, cruiserweight. It had to be cruiserweight because yeah. they were definitely over 175. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, right? Because this was the challenge, right? With mm-hmm. Jake Paul and trying to step into, you know, so getting away from, you know, kind of the. Um, Kind of the, the the circus show type of fights, yeah. right? Opponents with you know Nate Robinson, the basketball player, yeah. right? Um, MMA guys, what was his name? Paul Askren, yeah. who's not really much of a striker, right? And then Woodley, right? And so now you try to cross over into the actual world of boxing, and I think he did it in a very, you know, graceful manner by you know or lightweight by taking Tommy Fury. Yeah, who's not known in the boxing right as he's he's more known for what well, he's like a reality show right yeah that, um, he was on like Fantasy Island that, or yeah something. all that yeah. stuff so he's more known for that mm-hmm. right that's all you need to know but he loses yeah I know there's a rematch clause Rick I'm gonna tell you something if I am Jake Paul's manager I don't take that fight yeah because here's what I think could happen I think and don't get me wrong right he fought well. Mm-hmm. Right, he did. He fought well. It was, he competed. It's not like he got blown away. It was close. It was a split, split decision. Yeah, you know, um, he had the only knockdown. Yeah, I thought Tommy Fury, you know, won a, one or two more rounds. Yeah, but I could have seen it going the other way. I kind of expected it actually to go the other way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's not he showed himself well, right? It wasn't like he embarrassed mm-hmm. himself. He competed, but Rick, he competed against what I would call, you know, a, a ham and egger. Yeah, at best, right? And so what? Here's here's my concern, Rick, is that he fights Tommy Fury again, and this time Fury knocks him out. Yeah. Right? This time there's no these bogus – don't get me started with the referee and the point deductions and all this stuff. Um, this time Fury comes in even more prepared yeah. and probably knocks him out. Okay? Mm-hmm. So what does that do for yeah. Paul's boxing career? Yeah, then it's probably over at that point. It's done. Yeah. So my advice, right, is that he continues, like, get back in your lane mm-hmm. and go the, you know, the KSI route, the, um, what's uh, what's one of the one of the Diaz brothers, right? Um, it's not Nick. Nate. Nate Diaz, right? Yeah. Go that route. Yeah. That, that's what I think. It was, you know, and then he said after the fight, he, yeah. made, he made $30 million on this fight. Right. You know, right. Um, it, it was interesting scene. You know, they're in Saudi Arabia and everybody's there. You know, yeah. you, you've got Tyson Fury because his brother's fighting right. there. Right. Um, you had uh, Deontay Wilder there. Yeah. Um, Mike Tyson was there. That's right. A who's know, it was, who? It was a who's who. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think um, everybody seemed to be there for that fight. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, Rick. That's yeah. what he does. That's what he draws. It was that intriguing a fight. Yeah. So, again, you know, my hat's off to him. Um, I was pulling for him. I, mm-hmm. I wanted him to win. I wanted him to continue. Like, it, to me, it's a feel-good story of what this guy's been able to do. But, you know, the questions were answered. Come on. Even Carl Frotch has been coming out and calling him out. Yeah. Come like, on. come on, Carl. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Is he doing that bad? Is he hurting for money? Like, come on, man. Right? So... What happens now is, like I said, Rick, I think he needs to go back into the lane of mm-hmm. fighting different fighters, getting a little bit more seasoned, maybe setting up a bigger fight against yeah. against an actual fighter. But there's no need to keep going the Tommy Fury route. Yeah, no. You know, I think uh, it was just too much for him. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. It, uh, he, somebody with a little bit less boxing skill and Tommy Fury doesn't have much. So Right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> That's uh, what I'm saying. Um, also on the center card, you know, Badu Jack yeah. is, the, is the new uh, cruiserweight champion. Yeah, uh, he fought imagine that, huh? over Junior Macabu, which yeah. smashes any chance of yeah. Junior Macabu fighting Canelo. Canelo, Canelo yeah. yeah, exactly. And that was a good fight, entertaining yeah. fight. I've always been a fan of him, mm-hmm. Rick. We met him. Yeah. Remember Badu Jack? We met him a couple times. I think uh, it was at the Pachanga. At the Pachanga. Yeah, yeah nice dude. Pictures, autographs, mm-hmm. yeah. having a good conversation. Good dude. I like seeing people like that win. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, good win for him. Um, also, this past weekend, uh, Brandon Figueroa with the yeah. unanimous decision victory over Mark McSyle. Yeah, and that's interesting because, by the way, 
you know, I'm not going to break down the judging, right? We're just trying to get caught up on all the fights, yeah. but horrible judging. Yeah. I don't think even Figueroa said he didn't think he won by that big a margin, mm-hmm. Rick. Um, but it was a good fight. You know what you get with Figueroa? Yeah. Phone booth type of fighting, constant action, right? Good fight. Um, this is Max Sales' second loss in a row. Mm-hmm. So although he did us all a favor by being Gary Russell Jr., yeah. right? So as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, right, his, his yeah. check is paid in full. Right, Mike Sayo, you you've done us all a favor. Thank you very much. Sets up an interesting scenario at the 126 pound division, which of course mm-hmm. is the featherweight division, Rick. Same division that uh, um, Ruben Oliveras knocked out uh, Bobby Chacon in round nine that we mm-hmm. talked about earlier. Um, because you know you could see Figueroa now, you know maybe fighting. He's got like the the BS interim championship. Maybe you fight Alara, right? Yeah. I mean, because any fight that Figueroa is in is going to be exciting. Does he wait for a rematch with Fulton after he fights, uh, you know, in a way, mm-hmm. right? So the 126-pound the division, I love it, and it just kind of sets up for some pretty interesting matches moving forward, man. Yeah, no, there's some good ones. Um, uh, we didn't get to talk about, um, also in this division, you know, Ray Vargas. That's lost, right, that's right. You know, his first loss of, of his career. That's right, that's exactly right. So, you know, this is... Uh, a lot of interesting names yeah. in this division, but he lost at 130, didn't he? I don't think he yeah, lost. He at, moved up, yeah, because yeah, he moved up. So I think he still has a piece of the of the of the 126 mm-hmm. pound championship. Yeah, yeah, I would recommend going back down. It, it just you know he didn't look good in that in, in that fight. Yeah, because Vargas is the one who beat Maxayo. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, there was the other fight, Rick. One more okay. fight, and it happened on the same day as Laura Wood. How do I know that? Because mm-hmm. again, I was at my parents' place, right? taking care of my dad, and uh, we saw the Lara Wood fight in the daytime, and then in the evening, it was the zone. It was even, it was interesting, right? I love the place they picked. It was uh, it was in Ontario, I think. It was a Golden Boy card. Okay. And uh, Luis Neri, El Pantera, yeah. against uh, Azat uh, Havana, Havana Sion. Yeah. Right? Oh, my gosh, what a fight. Mm-hmm. What a fight, okay? Both guys back and forth. Uh, it delivered, right? It absolutely delivered. You know, sometimes on paper, right, you say, hey, this is going to be a good fight. And then, you know, the fighters will say before the fight, I'm going to go in there and it's not going to be a boxing match. It's going to be a a war. Mm -hmm. This was a war. Yeah. This was another fight, Rick. I called it. Um, I love the guy, right? We've we've known him for a while, Ray Corona. Mm -hmm. uh, It's kind of like an umpire. You know, like an umpire, Rick, in baseball when you know, like, hey, this guy has a low strike zone or a high strike zone. Ray Corona stops fights, stops fights way too early. Okay, he does. Yeah. He stopped the uh, who is it? The Jose the Valenzuela, uh-huh. right? Uh, who's gonna? By the way, who's gonna fight Chris Colbert? Yeah, that's gonna be a, a mm-hmm. really interesting matchup. Got to talk to Jose uh, uh, Benavides Senior. Got to talk mm-hmm. to him. But um, anyways, um, that was a hell of a fight. Corona I thought stopped it too early, yeah. right? Yes, I think you know Azat Havanasian uh, was probably on his way out, but another one, Rick. Two fights that day that I felt yeah. that the fighter should have been allowed and seen what he could have done, right? Yeah, you know, it, you know, I think a lot, a lot, of, a lot of times they're erring on caution now, you know. But uh, you know, some of these fights they gotta let them go. The thing is, Rick, is you know we know, right? We know when they get in the ring, you know, things could change just in round one and mm-hmm. one punch, right? I get it, by the way. I get it. All respect to Ray Corona and all the referees, right, who have, to me, the toughest officiating job in any sports because the decision you make doesn't just determine whether somebody's out, safe, inbounds, out of bounds, whatever. It's somebody's life. So I get it, you know. So, you know, yes, I'm being critical, right? But at the same time, I respect what they have to do, Mm -hmm. and I don't, you know, I don't envy their position. Even though I'm still looking to go to Jack Reese's referee school, Rick, which apparently is just... Been pushed out again <laughs> because I want to. I want to step in the squared circle, Rick. And, and uh, anyways, Rick, that was a hell of a fight. Yeah, and what a way to start the year. No, yeah, it, it's been a, a great uh, first quarter. Yep. of of the uh, of, of boxing. Yeah, and um, you know we'll get into it in the news, but there's a lot of good fights coming up. Can't wait, Rick. All right, then let's take a break. We're going to get into the news, get into the fights that are coming up this weekend, and then, of course, get to your stat of the week. you got to have a good one if we've been off for four weeks. i got a good one. All right. All right. All right, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing, round number nine. Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado. We'll be right back.
Let's have it goes boxing. Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado are back on a tribute podcast to my dad, Rick Gerardo um, Gutierrez Ruiz, who passed away last Tuesday, the 28th. I love you, dad. I miss you. I appreciate everything that you did. Um, so here's another another memory, Rick, of my dad, and I'm trying to bring up memories that only have to do with boxing or maybe something of historical significance. Mm-hmm. But he worked at the Wilshire Country Club, Rick, which, again, very prestigious country club. It's right there in L.A. Um, and, you know, it's not one of these places where you can just show up and, and you know, book a tea time to, right? Yeah. I mean, you literally got to pay $100,000 or probably a lot more for a membership. But anyways, um, a certain fighter, Rick, would show up there and go jogging regularly, and that was Muhammad Ali, Rick. Oh, wow. Yeah, so my dad would yeah. tell me that he would see Muhammad Ali jogging there, like, all all the time. And so one day he comes home from work. He used to get home, like, clockwork. He worked from 7 to 3. Mm-hmm. He'd get home at 3.30. I'd be waiting for him to go hit fly balls at the park at Crystal Springs right there at Griffith Park. And he says, hey, I got a surprise for you. And he gives me a little piece of paper, and it's got Muhammad Ali's autograph on it, Rick. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, here's the question, Rick. Where is it? Yeah. Yeah. I know it's not thrown away. <laughs> I know I have it. Yeah. And I have looked for that thing, Rick, and I know it's going to come up one of these days, yeah. man. I know because I know I didn't throw it away. So I had it in this brown book. I had a brown book, and I had all my uh, baseball cards in it, mm-hmm. right? Big Dodger fan, of course. Yeah. So I had all my cards, you know, Steve Garvey, that's my guy, of course. Yeah. You know, Ron Say, Davey Lopes. I had all that. And then in the back, and I even had sheet protectors. I put the, the Muhammad Ali autograph. Yeah. So I have it, but I can't find that brown book. Okay. And, you know, over the you know when I was there over the last four weeks, I was like, hey, Mom, have you seen this? I know it's there somewhere. Yeah. So I don't think it's thrown away. You don't I know, think it's here? You think it's there? I don't know. See, that's yeah. the thing. I don't know if I ever got it and put it back. As yeah. you know, right? I kind of live in a compound here yeah. on two acres, and I have a lot of stuff put away. I don't know, but I know I have it. I know it didn't get thrown away. Mm-hmm. And now more than ever, right? Now I want it, yeah. right? Because again, I, I, I remember it, Rick, like it was yesterday. He said, hey, he goes, I got something for you. I got a surprise for you. He knew. He knew how much of a big boxing fan I was, right? And yeah, and he goes, here, look what I got. And I couldn't believe it, you know? And he said, yeah, he said, I saw him every day. And he went up to him and he asked him and he said, hey, champ, you know, will you sign this? And yes, of course, you yeah. know, signed it for oh, him. Wow. And so there you go, man. The greatest. He, he didn't give him the Eric Morales treatment? No, not the <laughs> Eric Morales treatment, not the Julio Cesar Chavez treatment. No, he, he said Muhammad yeah. Ali's a nice guy. He said yeah. that Muhammad Ali would, you know, he'd be chopping it up. Mm-hmm. With all the workers there, you know, the the groundskeepers, mm-hmm. the cooks, the everybody, you know, like it wasn't a big deal. Like yeah. Ali would go there like like daily, right? Mm-hmm. And again, it's a country club, so it's private, right? So, you know, nobody would mess with him as he was kind of running yeah. through there. So, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but cool. he would tell me. And um, and so, yeah, because I had brought it up to him. I said, can't you get his autograph? And he's like, oh, we'll see, you know? <laughs> and then one day yeah. he surprised me with it, man. I could see the piece of paper, Rick. Yeah. I could visualize it. So someday I'll find it. Yeah. All right, Rick. All right. Uh, so we'll start with the uh, fights for this uh, coming weekend. Yeah. Um, so March 11th from Paris, France. It's an ESPN Plus card. Yeah. Um, the main event is Tony Yoka. Yeah. Versus Carlos uh, Takam. A couple of heavyweights. Yeah. I mean, Carlos Takam is the guy that's, you know, who, who they're really, that's who this is for, yeah. right? So we'll see. I don't think any one of these guys are a legitimate player, but we'll see. Yeah. No, the uh, definitely the better card. Um, same date, Liverpool, England. Yeah, um, it's on the zone. We have yeah. uh, Diego Pacheco versus Jack Cullen, uh, super yeah. middleweights, and this is the main event of this card. Yeah, I like that. Right, you were mentioning, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of before we did the podcast that um, Diego they they are now the main event because the main event they uh, one of the fighters dropped out or something, right? Yeah. So good for Diego Pacheco, right? This is, of course, trained by the great Benavides, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, and again, right? I think it's, I think it's good for Diego Pacheco. We talked about Pacheco, right? He was yeah. one of our, in fact, he was our top prospect for 2022, right? Um, he needs to step up, and I think that this is not. It's a step up for for one reason, Rick, which is he's going to fight this guy in his backyard, yeah, and that's a big deal, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, he's fighting Jack Cullen. 
you talk about nicknames. Remember we talked about nicknames, Rick, mm-hmm. a little while back on uh, podcast. This guy, Little Leavers Meat Cleaver, Rick. <laughs> there it is. That's a great yeah. nickname, Rick, because he's from Little Lever, uh, Lancashire uh, from the UK. So, yeah, Little Leavers Meat Cleaver. Love it. He gets a 10 for mm-hmm. the nickname, but uh, he's 21 and 3. Nine knockouts, right? Been knocked out. All three, all three losses have been by knockout. Yeah. So is this going to be the fourth loss by knockout, Rick? Yeah, you know, could be. Um, it was Callum Smith that had the uh, main event oh. originally, and then he had to pull out because uh, of injury. Makes sense. Yep. Um, also, this weekend, um, well, actually, on that card, um, Campbell Hatton, yeah, know, uh, Ricky Hatton's son. There's only yes. one. Yeah, so it seems like... One of the few fighters, Rick, from across the pond that you actually appreciate. Yeah, yeah. You Is know, that the you, only one? Ah, uh, you know, that we, we could probably dive into that. Yeah. Um, you you know, like the heavyweight. Well, Although, I didn't like... Uh, I like Tyson Fury. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I didn't like uh, Lennox Lewis. Not You know, definitely not my guy. Yeah. Um, only behind the mic. Yeah, only behind the mic is good. Yeah. Um... Also uh, from Sydney, Australia. This will be on Showtime. Yeah. Tim Zhu versus Tony Harrison. Yeah. And this is for the WBO Junior Middleweight Interim Title. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to this one. You know, we we, we need to see if uh, Tim Zhu is is legit. How many interim titles are we having, Rick? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Brandon Figueroa just won an interim title. Uh-huh. What's the deal with an interim well, title, man? You know, I, I know, you know you're you're high on the Charlos. <laughs> But the Charlos never fight, man. They get hurt all the time, and uh, you know the 160 Tim, pound version, Tim, Rick. Yes, yeah. but not the 154 pound. The 154 pound has fought everybody. He's cleaned out the 154 pound division. Yeah, I'd like to see just one of them fight. I don't know. Well, here's the thing: Tony Harrison, mm-hmm. right, is the one who very contra in a controversial manner. He's the one who beat Jermel Charlo, mm-hmm. if you remember, right? He yeah. beat the 154 pound Charlo in 2019, um, and then of course he lost in the marathon boxing card right here in Ontario, California yeah. in 2000. Yeah, that was the marathon. Remember I told you? I got mm-hmm. there at 1 o'clock, left at 10. <laughs> yeah, there was like 15 fights. Yeah. Yeah, we we were basically, you know, it felt like we were in a 15-round fight that day. But um, this is going to be intriguing only because Tony Harrison is a legitimate opponent, yeah. right? He once beat the guy, right, who I have as, you know, in my in the pound-for-pound pound top 10 fighters. Mm-hmm. And so this is going to be a good fight. And you're right. It's going to be a test. Good yeah. litmus test to see how good is Tim Zhu. Yeah, no, yeah, looking forward to that one. Um, also, um, Kasha Zhu's other son, Nikita Zhu. Yeah. Um, he fights um, also in the junior middleweights, and uh, he has a fight on this card. There you go, man. Um, and that's it for uh, this weekend. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, the moving forward piece, uh, well, maybe I don't want to steal your thunder in the news, but, you know, a lot of big fights coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll save it. I'll save it for the news. I have a feeling okay. you're going to talk about some of these fights and, that are coming up. I'll go ahead and make uh, Diego Pacheco. Diego Pacheco, know, lock of the week. You think so, huh? Wow, that's that's probably a good call. Yeah. I I didn't check the odds. I don't know if there's odds for that fight, yeah. but I'll check it out and I'll tell you on the other side of this break whether or not how secure your pick is, Rick. Okay. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back and cover the news. Ruiz, Rick Prado, Pacific Coast Boxing. We're back. Um, yeah, that uh, lock of the week is pretty safe, Rick. Yeah, pretty pretty safe. At least the house, yeah. right? At least Vegas is is in alignment with you, Rick. Uh-huh. Yeah, they got him at you know anywhere from let's just call it minus two two thousand. Okay. So yeah, pretty safe. Yeah, you're pretty safe. So that's yeah. that, that's a good lock of the week, man. So. There you have it. Before we get into the news, Rick, another quick call out again. This is the tribute show to my dad, who um, I love and, and miss dearly. Um, is So at the Olympic Auditorium, I told you we would go to the, um, the wrestling matches, mm-hmm. right? And my dad was one of these guys, right? Like, I don't have his patience, yeah. right? Like me, when I get to events, Rick... I want to get out of there because of the traffic, right? Yeah. My dad, we, he, we would wait there till it was over. Like Dodger games, for example. Back in the day, by the way, Dodger games started at 7.35. Okay, that was all changed with TV and stuff. But back then, they'd start at 7.35. Rick, we, you know, they, they, obviously, they didn't have this time clock yeah. and all this other garbage, right? We got to sit and listen to Vin Scully tell stories. Mm-hmm. By the way, how would Vin Scully tell stories nowadays, right? Be like speed stories. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to. There's no 
time in between pitches. Right, he wouldn't be able to do anything. Yeah. And so, um, but my dad, we wait till the very end, right? Yeah. And anyway, so we're at the but we're at the Olympic Auditorium, right? One of my favorite wrestlers there was the Hangman. You know, you'd have to Google him, right? He's mm-hmm. not necessarily the most popular guy, but he but he was there. But one of the biggest deals, right? He wrestles. Um, he won the match, right? And then everybody, all the kids were kind of swarming him. He was walking out and I'm like, dad, can I go? You know? And he goes, go, go, Mika, go, go run, you know? So sure enough, you know, sure enough, I, uh, I, I, I ran over there. Yeah. Um, I went all the way down and I got to pat the hangman on the back. Yeah. <laughs> and Rick, when you're, I don't know how old I was, man. I, I'm going to say six or seven years old. Yeah. It was the biggest deal in the world yeah. you know and i remember on the way home i kept telling my dad i said dad he he looked at me you know i, I touched the hangman yeah. right <laughs> and we touched the hangman on the back right yeah. so it was it was a big deal and i remember my dad just listening to me you know me tell him how uh you know how cool it was yeah. right to touch this wrestler on the on the back you know um and then was a hangman so you could check it out um when we post today i'll definitely tag the olympic auditorium because mm-hmm. there's pictures of the hang in fact the hangman is uh well i'll have to show you a picture yeah. but there's a picture in here somewhere but but yeah that was the biggest deal i remember my dad saying go go Miko, go go run yeah. down there go run down there and, and pat him we t- we petted the hangman yeah. you know and then there's another you know not the same guy but there's there's the hangman now yeah days you know that you probably stole that guy's nickname is that right yeah, yeah. And he, oh he's current today yeah, yeah. And this guy, Hangman, he had a he had like a black old school, almost like you know what he wore the same wrestling outfit that the Giant wore. Okay. Um, the Giant, you know, he wore it was black. Where it has like one yeah the strap singlet. Or yeah. Whatever, yeah, is that what they? Yeah, that's yeah. what he would wear. That was the Hangman. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there was a match once at the Olympic where the dang um, the Guerreros were getting beat up by these mm-hmm. Asian guys. Yeah. And we were yelling for the Hangman to go <laughs> help. We're like, Hangman, Hangman, you know, come out and oh, Victor Rivera. And the Guerreros were getting beat up, uh-huh. and he didn't come out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember on the way home asking my dad. I said, "Why wouldn't the hangman come out? Like, why wouldn't he help his friends? You know, yeah. I, I I don't get it. You know, my dad was just kind of shielding me from the fact that it was, you know, yeah. it was all set up, but it didn't matter. You know what I mean? But the day we touched the hangman, you know, pretty sure my brother was there too. But the day we touched the hangman, for me, you yeah. know, it's one of those things. You know, I just I remember patting him on the back. You know. Biggest deal, man. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? No, yeah. All right, Rick. Let's get into the boxing news. All right. So, you know, we'll start with the, uh, you know, the biggest fight uh, out there. Gervonta Davis versus uh, Ryan Garcia. <sighs> finally, man. Yeah, finally. Finally. You know, yeah. 136-pound uh, catch weight. Yeah. Uh, press conference in New York tomorrow. Yeah. Press conference in um, Los Angeles on, on Thursday. Yeah. And uh, they just now announced that it'll be at the... Uh, T-Mobile Arena yeah. in Las Vegas. Which is kind of what we thought, right? Yeah. I mean, we thought maybe it'll be at the, um, what's the, at the, the Alliant? Is the it Alliant? Yeah. Right, at the football stadium. But that's more like it, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to sell out immediately. Um, probably it's an event, Rick, that we need to check out. Yeah. No, no, it's definitely something, you know, it, it it's going to be a huge event. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it'll be interesting just to see how this one goes. You yeah. Know, you, you've got Gervonta Davis, who's probably the better boxer. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Ryan Garcia, you know, better, taller, you know, um, yeah, you know, a lot of power. And so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. You know, Rick, and I know we're going to break it down the closer we get to it, but like, finally, right. I always point to the poster right above me, Mm -hmm. right. 1999, pretty sure. Right. If it's, oh yeah, it's behind me now. We moved the table, but, um, De La Hoya and Trinidad Mm -hmm. in their prime undefeated. This is what this is. The only thing is, right, is that Garcia, let's be honest, Rick, um, his fame and notoriety is because of who yeah. he is and social media. Yeah. He really hasn't beaten anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, am I right? Yeah. It's Gervonta Davis that really has the better resume, right? Yeah. But it's what we see, mm-hmm. right? It's the eye test, and Garcia looks like, and, you know, you ask it, and even even Gervonta Davis is saying, like, you know, Garcia's legit. Yeah. And so... I don't care. This is one of those, like, doesn't matter who has a belt mm-hmm. and who doesn't. We're just going to see two of the best fighters, yeah. young fighters, finally meet each other. In a, in a huge event, you know, um, you know, it just, it's good that it's, it's finally going to happen. You know, and, and, My hat's off to both of them, yeah. man. And I'll touch on another fight that, yeah. that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Yeah. Even though rumors are sparked up again, 
Yeah. Earl Spence and Terrence Crawford. Oh gosh. Now yeah. the, now they're in direct yeah. negotiations with each other. You know, yeah. everybody's out of yeah. the way now. Yeah, yeah. Just you, know, just you and, and me. Supposedly they've agreed on the purse split. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for the mega fight. Yeah. You know, but still, you know, we don't have any details on, you yeah. know, and yeah. who knows if it's going to happen. You know, I keep hearing um, Terrence Crawford is going to have to fight um, the Golden Boy. Yeah. Um, is that? Uh, yeah, Alex Rocha. Alex Rocha. Yeah. You know, that the, um, <laughs> is it the WBO? Yeah. You know, has made well, Rocha yeah, the. Uh, and he's going to make mincemeat. Mandatory. Right. You know, and it's like, we, we don't need to see that fight. Yeah. There's no, one fight to no. see. And, it, and it's that one. Yep. You know, hopefully we can get it done. I'm not even going to talk about it, Rick. Yeah. We've talked about that long enough. Yeah, let's 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 move on. We'll um, see. Another fight, uh, Sebastian Fendura. Yeah, um, I think that's another one waiting for for a Charlo to yeah. finally uh, fight. Well, um, well, he told me, Rick, that he wasn't going to fight Charlo yet. No, I had an, I interviewed him. Yeah. I, I talked to him. I forget which event I was now, but he said that um, that that's not necessarily the fight. Okay, that they're not going to wait for him. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, he faces uh, Brian Mendoza. Yeah. It'll be April um, 8th. Yeah. It'll be on Showtime and in Carson, California. Yeah, that's our, good. One of our favorite venues. That's not the guy he told me he was going to fight, but yeah. it doesn't matter. As long, at least he's in action. And then and your guy, Brandon Lee yeah. versus uh, Pedro Campa. And Pedro Campa is the guy that uh, Tiafima Lopez uh, knocked out not too recently. Yeah. Well... The first opponent that Brandon Lee's fighting that we somewhat recognize, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't, hey, man, he's a local kid. Uh-huh. I love the local part of it, right? My guy Joel, you know, knows him, and that's all cool, right? Yeah. Joel the mechanic. But, you know, time to step up. Yeah. I love the story. You know, the Asian side, there's not many, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Asian-American. Asian-American, yeah. You know what I mean? And so this is a big deal, but, dude, you got to step up and start mm-hmm. fighting people. Yeah. So this is fine. One of the first big opponents, yeah, or or at least a name that's recognizable. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also got this fight: uh, Stephen Fulton yeah. battles uh, Inoue, uh, May seventh. Yeah, it'll be on ESPN Plus probably in the early early morning. Yeah, yeah, and that's now Rick. They're going to fight at what? Um, Inoue's moving up, right to yeah. one to one hundred twenty-two, mm-hmm. right? So that's you know advantage to Fulton. Yeah, Rick, advantage to Fulton there. Um, I still think that Inouye is going to be favored in this fight, mm-hmm. right? Especially, especially what Brandon Figueroa was able to do. Yeah, the way that he turned that into like a phone booth fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that's one of the reasons why Inouye looked at that and says, "Hey, if this guy can be kind of cornered and pinned in the you know in the ring that way, yeah, then what could Inouye do?" But here's the thing, Rick. It doesn't always fare well. There's that's a big jump from yeah. 118 to 122. Trust mm-hmm. me. Ask Carlos Zarate. Yeah. So yeah, no, but just 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 glad that uh, you know, you got two top guys yeah. in the sport. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, getting in the ring together. Um Anthony Joshua yeah. is gonna fight uh, Jermaine Franklin. Yeah. It'll be April first at the O two arena. Yeah. In London. And from what everything all the reports, tickets aren't selling. Yeah. Well yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's in, that's interesting because um, that's the same arena that the uh, the females just sold out. Yeah, um, you know, good idea of though, Rick. Right? We talked about this. They must be listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm. He needs to take you know, needs to take a different route. Right? Yeah. He should have taken a victory lap before. So this is good. Even though yeah. he's getting beat up by Robert Garcia and a whole bunch of other people. Yeah, he's doing the right thing. No, yeah, definitely. Um, Canelo versus uh, John Ryder. Yeah. Um, looks like it's being finalized uh, May 6th. Yeah. And it'll be in uh, Guadalajara, Jalisco. Yeah, I saw that. That's good, Rick. So he's fighting in his hometown, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what does that mean, right? So get that fight out of the way. He's going to beat Ryder, Rick. Yeah. Okay, he's going to beat Ryder. And then he's still pushing for the Bivol fight, right? Mm-hmm. Which means so, we don't get Bivol and Beaterbiev, yeah, so, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, so that's the plan for now. And, uh, you know, hopefully... Um, you know, just to see him fight, it'll be interesting. It's it'll be at the uh, Jalisco Stadium. It holds fifty five thousand. That'll that'll be no. That's going to be an event. Yeah, that's going to be an event. It all you know. It's interesting because he spoiled us right over the last couple of years. It seems like he was fighting two or three times mm-hmm. a year. We haven't seen him in a while. We haven't seen him since Bivol, right? Yeah, you know, I think he he said he had some kind of injury. I that's think right. with his hand or right, or, uh, right. That's right. Wrist and and so that's he did right. have a cleanup surgery for that. Yeah. So uh, this will be his first fight back. Yep. Um. 
We've got uh, Tyson Fury versus Usyk. Yeah. Uh, it looks like they're going to give it another week to yeah. see, you know, if, if uh, they can make the deal. If they can't, yeah. you know, then they're going to move on. And, you know, if they, it looks like the, the holdup again, which it always is, yeah. money. Yeah. Well, yeah. Go yeah. figure. The money. Remember we talked about it. Listen to one of our shows where we talked about the uh, how the money gets broken up between mm-hmm. the TV and how the revenue is split. That's where the problems become. Yeah. You know, who's... Um, Whose platform is it going to be shown on? Because it's yeah. a big deal. That's another one, Rick. I got to tell you, man, it's starting to become the Spence Crawford. Yeah. You know, that's what it's starting to become like to me. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. You're the heavyweight division, right? Foundationally, that's like the anchor of our whole sport. Uh-huh. And if you can't figure out when and what you're going to fight, come on, man. And there's not enough money to go around. You know, there's got to yeah. be. Yeah. You know, come it, on, man. Yeah. Um, You're going to be excited about this. Okay. You know. Your guy, M- Manny Pacquiao, coming yeah. out of retirement yeah, to fight the newly, you know, um, well, how would I say, um, liberated, yeah. you know, Conor Ben. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Is that what they're saying? That's what they're saying, you know, um, that that could be the next fight for Manny wow. Pacquiao. that is crazy. I, I don't know if I need to see that. I think Conor Ben, you know, too young, yeah. too strong, yeah. probably hurts Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, I don't get that. By the way, when I say I don't get that, I don't get how the heck did Conor Ben get a pass? How was he well, out? Yeah, well, they, you know, so I, he was cleared, I, even though cleared. he failed two tests. Yeah, even though he failed two tests, they cleared him. Uh, they, egregious, they, by the way, Rick. Egregious, the drug that he tested positive yeah, for. Yeah, you know, right. I, I read something about um, he blamed it on eating too many eggs. Yeah, yeah, and which is you know, you know, if you, anybody who watched the Rocky movies, you yeah, know, he drank at least eight. That's exactly you know, right. Raw eggs. Yeah, that's so, exactly like, right. It didn't test positive, but <laughs> but he did. But Rick and but in fairness though, Rick, uh, Rocky did get. He did look more ripped. Yeah, as the movies went yeah. on. So maybe the eggs. Maybe there's something to it. It could be. Yeah. You know, Rick. So that's number one, right? How in the heck? Here's the thing, and this is why boxing is so screwed up, right? What skids did they grease, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, for that to happen. But I need to be careful because we don't want to be sued for some, you know, defamation yeah. of character. We don't know what's going on. I actually like Connor Ben, mm-hmm. right? I am. I like this dad, Nigel Ben. So, whatever. Okay. That being said, I'm with you, man. Yeah. I don't know if this is a good opponent for Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. I don't know. No. I mean, apparently yeah. Manny Pacquiao, on, on the other hand, I get, right? Pac-Man has said he doesn't want to come back and just fight Ham and Eggers, right? Yeah. He he's not here to put on exhibitions the way that Mayweather's doing, right? Yeah. He wants to fight real fighters. And you know what? Conor Ben is an up-and-comer, right? Up-and-comer, but, you know, uh, semi-big name. Yeah. You know, maybe he, he goes to England. You know, yeah. maybe he gets more money over there for that. And that's what it is, Rick. Yeah. That's what it is. It, it's it's a money deal. And he's not as big, remember, as the uh, – who was the Cuban that beat him? Um, uh, or Puerto Rican? Ugas. Ugas, right. He's not as big as Ugas, right? Ugas yeah. was taller, had, of course, the Cuban right, you know? So, unbelievable. Yeah. Good stuff. What else you got, Rick? Uh, so, uh, another one of your guys. You yeah. Know, I, I don't even know why we're talking about it, but – <laughs> it, it, it made me laugh when I saw the uh, the article. Yeah. But uh, Blair Cobbs, you know, yeah. he, he's now a free agent. He's no longer with Golden Boy. Oh, Golden Boy released him, huh? And and, and it said, his quote was, <laughs> yeah. Golden Boy failed to promote me and yeah. failed to text, take me to an elite level. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it was that final stare down. You know, I told you um, at, uh, in, uh, at the City of Commerce, who was mm-hmm. the guy that just fought that Golden Boy had just signed? Um. <sighs> And he was there, right? And yeah. it was, you know, he was all over, right? All over the, you know, the whole fight and up yeah. on the ring apron. And I think, and by the way, it's a good move because, you know, Alexis Roach already beat him. Yeah. Right? Uh, Blair Cobb is what he is, right? He's more um, more of a name outside the ring, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to be limited. He can only call out so many people and there's only so many other promoters that are going to take this guy on. Right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Still yeah, he, entertaining guy. He did Don't beat, get me wrong. He, he did beat Maurice Hooker in yeah. his last uh, last uh last fight, but yeah, it, you know, come on. He's know? a he's an undersized welterweight though, Rick. Yeah. You know, Maurice Hooker moved up to but you know, failed to take me to an elite level. Right, right. Well, you yeah. got to be an elite fighter in, yeah. or, in order in order to do that. That's that's the problem, you, would, you know. You would think. Yeah. He's elite outside the ring. I uh, I give him that much. Yeah. Um We've got the uh, maybe this happened before we went, but uh, Devin Haney. Yeah, um, he's going to fight Lomachenko on uh, May twentieth. Wow, and that's set. That's inked. Yeah. 
Wow. That's going to be good, man. Yeah, it should be a good fight. Can't wait. Uh, let's see. Uh, Edgar Berlanga. Yeah. I think we, we, yeah. He's now with Matchroom. Yeah, I saw that. Um, That's they're, good. They're looking to match him up against a uh, top 15 opponent. Yeah. And the name I'm hearing is yeah. uh, Daniel Jacobs. No kidding. Yeah. The miracle man. Miracle I'm going to tell you right now, Rick, Daniel Jacobs beats him. <laughs> That's a, I'm going to tell you something. That's a good fight. Yeah. That is a good fight. I got Jacobs in that fight. Yeah. I, like nobody's near yeah. that the resume. Mm-hmm. That's fought Berlanga yeah. that Daniel Jacobs has. Yeah. Daniel Jacobs just, um, you know, he lost to, uh, you were talking about John Ryder, uh-huh. that, right? That's who. That's who's going to fight Canelo. So Jacobs hasn't looked good. Yeah. But I think he still has enough to beat. Daniel I think Berlanga. so too, Rick. I think so too. Didn't look good against Gabe Rosado. Uh-huh. I know we'll talk about that next week, the Rosado and um, and uh, and uh, my guy, mm-hmm. you know, Ramirez. Yeah. But I like that actually. Yeah. Um, Josh Taylor. Yeah. Um, versus uh, Teofimo Lopez. That, yeah. That's been agreed for for uh, June 10th. Yeah. I think Josh Taylor has seen enough of Teofimo's last performances, uh-huh. and he's like, strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. You know, this guy's vulnerable. Before somebody else yep. you know, beats him. Exactly. Um, unfortunately, the uh, Amanda Serrano was, has been injured, so yeah. the uh, Katie Taylor uh, rematch has been postponed. Okay. You know, but at least we did have that fight, yeah. you know, coming up yeah. um, and – you know, that would have been a good one. Oh, without a doubt. Um, another one of your guys. Yeah. You know, Adrian Broner. Yeah. He's parted ways with his uh, with BLK Prime. Yeah. And is now a free agent. What happens to the, uh, didn't he have like a $10 million yeah. contract? Yeah. Something must have happened with that because, yeah, yeah now they've, they've parted ways. And, yeah. you know, who knows if any of that is going to be Obviously, uh, it wasn't guaranteed. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. We knew it was kind of odd, Rick, when yeah. he talked about getting a $10 million contract. It's like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Who, who's going to... How do you support that? Yeah. Another free agent, uh, the PBC reportedly yeah. cut uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. They cut him, yeah. huh? No so kidding. He, he's now a free agent, so, you know, it'd be interesting to see, hmm. um, you know, who's able to, to sign him. That's that's interesting, Rick. It yeah. means what did they not like or see about him? The discipline? They, I mean, wasn't he on pace or on target to fight uh, Deontay Wilder? Yeah, and it could have been they offered him that fight and he didn't want it. And maybe that's why. Yeah, and then they said, yeah, then yeah, go, uh, go pound yeah. sand. That's crazy. No kidding. Mm-hmm. So he's a free agent now. Somebody will pick him up. Yeah, he's no. still marketable. He's still a name, mm-hmm. and yeah, no, there had to have been issues. Maybe he didn't agree right mm-hmm. with the money and what they were offering for Deontay Wilder, right? Yeah, it could have been, and that—that's all I have for the uh, boxing news. That's a lot, man. Yeah, that is a lot. Some of that, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to have to sit and digest, and then we can probably circle back on yeah. that next week because that is the Andrew Ruiz thing. Yeah, I've been out of it, Rick. Like I said, I'll be honest. For the last four weeks, you know, just basically helping my brother and my sister take care of my dad. So I really haven't been able to to get caught up, um, you know, in the sport of Kings that we yeah. love so much. So thanks for getting me caught up, Rick, on the world of boxing. I'm sure you're also getting everybody else caught up. We've got the stat of the week, right? Can't get away from that. So we'll be right back for the last segment, Pacific Goes Boxing. Bonzo Ruiz, Pacific Coast Boxing, of course, here with Rick Prado, continuing the uh, or tribute show, Rick, to my dad. Um, may he rest in peace. I know he's up in heaven watching us. Um, I know he's with us, in fact. Um, last little piece, Rick. So um, I had mentioned this before, but again, my dad worked at the Wilshire Country Club as a purchasing agent. What did that mean? Worked with a lot of vendors, so he got a lot of tickets to events, right? If you're wondering, like, how did we go to all these events? Yeah, some of them he definitely purchased, but a lot of them were provided to him by vendors. Um, A lot of Dodger tickets and a lot of tickets, Rick, to the Strohs boxing tournaments at the Forum. And to me, right, again, this is when I was really just hooked on boxing. I loved watching those tournaments, man. Mm -hmm. These were not, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, this was like in 19, uh, the early 80s. We already knew who Alexis Argoya was and Roberto Duran, et cetera. But these fights were exciting, man, yeah. right? And they seemingly were taking place like every month. So this is where I was able to to see, um, you know, Rudy Chicano Hernandez, right, who beat Hedgeman. Uh, his nickname was good, great nickname, right? Hedgeman Two-Gun Robertson, right? This was back in 1983. This is where uh, 
um, uh, Adam Blunos Lopez's dad, right? Hector Lopez. He also won the tournament there. And mm-hmm. I think that was in 1982. But we saw all those guys there, man. Yeah. And again, and that was, you know, that was my dad. That was my dad getting the tickets and then taking us there. Um, and then we'd just hang out. And there'd be back then, man, you would see Magic Johnson would be hanging out there, Eric Dickerson. Yeah. You can go up to him like nothing. Yeah. It just because it was just a different time, right? You didn't have all the autograph seekers mm-hmm. and all that stuff. You just got to hang out and talk to people. But those were the days, man. Yeah. And good fights. Good fights, by the way, mm-hmm. man. But yeah, that was uh those were those were the days, Rick. All right, man. We got the oh, and by the way, Rick, again, I just want to reiterate this Friday. I'm telling you, man, this is going to be a good fight. Louis yeah. Lopez is headlining, right? The Fighting Pride of Corona. Um, he's fighting a guy named A.M. Angel Beltran Villa, who is 15 and 1. Um, this guy, Rick, you know, obviously, okay, I, you know, I, we're normally all about content and good fights. But yes, I'm pulling for Louis Lopez, yeah. right? Local kid here out of Southern California. Um, good fighter, good family, good story. This is going to be a tough fight, Rick. Yeah, no, tough fight. You know, the opponent, uh, he's 15 and 1. Yep. Uh, nine knockouts. Yep. So, you know, and he's lost, or he's won his last uh, six fights. Yeah, and this is a big opportunity for Beltran because mm-hmm. he's headlining, Rick. He's headlining, and trust me, for these guys, right, that, you know, who majority are fighting out of Mexico, this yeah. is a big deal. This is a big opportunity, right? Because you go, you win this fight, and all of a sudden, Rick, all the other local promoters, right, start eyeing you and saying, hey, you know what, right? We've got somebody now that we could maybe take on to fight one of their A fighters, and all of a sudden, guess what? You become the A fighter. Yeah. So this is a big opportunity, big fight. I'll be there, Rick. Um, I know you can't be there this week. I'll have to watch it you know, on my phone. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. but going to be a heck of a fight. Can't wait. Again, a lot of thanks. And then, of course, it's going to be a big tribute to, uh, mm-hmm. to the promoter, Thompson, yeah. who passed away, right? So him and my dad hanging out now, Rick. Yeah. All right, Rick, what do we got for the stat of the week? So we have the uh, the biggest ever opening weekend for a sports movie. The biggest ever opening. So not the biggest gross box office yeah. total. No. We're talking just the biggest opening, opening weekend. weekend. Yeah. Um, and this is any sport. Any sport. Okay. So it wasn't um, – do you remember the movie Victory with um, Sylvester Stallone and Pele when he was in uh, – was it called Victory? You ever see that movie? Mm, no. No, it was uh, yeah, it was it was another yeah. So you you got to see it. Yeah, yeah, it was. I forget when they made it, but but uh, I was gonna say Rocky, but Sylvester Stallone, right? He wasn't mm-hmm. rocking this movie. Yeah, he was imprisoned, and then the um the prisoners got into uh, they played soccer, you know. I had to look that one up. Yeah, yeah, and at the end, but it was the same thing. He played. Uh, he was the goalie, uh-huh. Rick, and then uh, it was a scene right out of Rocky. As he was <laughs> a goalie, he got kicked. You know, his face looked like he was in a fight. So yeah. it was the it was the same thing. Okay, so it wasn't that movie. No, yeah, it didn't. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. I mean, so I, I'm thinking baseball movies, uh-huh. right? Eight Men Out, right? That yeah. wasn't it the, either. The major leagues, yeah, know, major they, leagues. Yeah. I don't think major leagues. Those are kind of like just like yeah. niche kind of <laughs> movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but this is a boxing podcast, so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say, um, you know, none of the Rocky movies. Yeah. No. All, all right, Rick. What do we got? All right. So Creed Three had a huge opening weekend. And um, is now the uh, record holder for the highest grossing wow. weekend of any sports movie. Yeah. Uh, 58.6 million wow. domestic. And, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, yeah. as I read the article, yeah. number two on the list yeah. is the 2010 remake yeah. of The Karate Kid. Oh, no. So we're kidding. talking the uh, Willow wow. Smith oh, or no Jaden Smith. But that's not the a Jaden's, sports movie. And yeah, I don't count that that's one. Not a, that's not, no, I don't count that one. No. Yeah. And not, so, not but, only that, Rick, but the, but if Ralph Macho was not in the movie, it's it wasn't a karate. Yeah, it kid wasn't movie. a karate kid. Yeah, yeah come no. on. No, but um, it's still impressive that yeah. you know any other sports movie even beat out all the Rockies. You know, it might not beat out the Rockies. Yeah. You know, total. Yeah. But at least for that first weekend, you know, biggest opening ever. That's a big deal. And I told you, Rick, I was at the uh, was that at the Staples Center. I think mm-hmm. it was at the Staples Center for the Ryan Garcia fight. I okay. think it was his last fight last mm-hmm. year where uh, Michael B. Jordan was there. Mm-hmm. And so you may have heard me. I was in the movie technically. Yeah. And he was riling up the whole crowd, right? And they were kind of recording the sound so that they can use the sound bites for the movie. Yeah. So there well, you have it. Yeah, no, the, um, 
you know, I wouldn't want to spoil it, but you know, there's 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 at least four yeah active fighters, you know, in the movie. Very good, yeah. very good. I can't wait, Rick. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna see if I can get it tomorrow. Appreciate mm-hmm. you bringing the commemorative uh, popcorn bucket. Yeah, I'm addicted to popcorn and extra butter. Mm-hmm. Worst thing they did is move the butter on the other side of the counter so that we have control. So you can control the butter. Yeah, yeah, because when you ask them for extra butter, that just means one or two more, right? Uh-huh. Pushes of the butter. No, no, no. I want like an inch at the bottom, right? <laughs> the popcorn floating in yeah. the butter, Rick. Leaking from the bottom of the Yeah, bucket. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's extra butter, yeah. right? Not their version. Anyways, Rick, that was a lot extra for this show. Definitely appreciate you. And again, just apologize to the fans, but I think everybody understands you know why we've been out for the last four weeks but we're going to get back to it every single week from this point out unless we're on vacation etc other than that thank you everybody very much for um you know for putting up with me for this week dad i love you thanks for everything you've done right bunches and bunches rick i'll see you next week yeah see you next week